0: We're going to be doing that in November here. We're going to take the time to uh, thank some special people, and uh, it's always a special time. So we're going to be starting a new series this morning. We're going to be doing it for the next three weeks, um, and I'm very excited about it. The title of the series is called Little Acts. And uh, Little acts, And and really what the series is about is is taking this understanding, especially as we're getting ready to get into kind of the holidays, and uh, we're now past Halloween, and so now we can focus on Christmas, I mean Thanksgiving. and and we're gonna really get into some of these things. And and I really thought that, that God placed this on my heart and really thought this was real timely because of the things that we're gonna be dealing with uh, coming up, and, and people are, are kind of more open to these things. And so I want us to, to as we look at these things together over the next couple of weeks, remember more than just a situation of, of what has happened in scripture, but 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 also what we can do and how we can uh, uh, allow these things to help change us and, and those things. So we're gonna go ahead and pray. Uh, We're going to be in John 6, 1 through 14 this morning, but let's pray and then we'll get started. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity to be together. Father, I, I definitely need your help to share your word, to share the things that you desire for us to understand and know. And Father, I pray that you would allow these words to change our hearts, that Father, my words would cease and yours would begin. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. In John chapter 6, verses 1 through 14, we see a very familiar story. It's the story, uh, John's account, of when Jesus feeds the 5,000. So real quickly, we're going to read that together... ...and then we're going to kind of look and see how God uses some of the little acts of life... ...to actually make a big impact uh, when it's given to him. And it says this, it says, after this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee... ...also saw called the Sea of Tiberias... A large crowd followed him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain, sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we going to buy bread for all these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to Jesus, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. Now, this is a story that we all know. We've all heard this story many, many times. But there's some things here I want to bring out as we look at this story together... ...that I think will help us to understand sometimes the little things can become the big things. But let's look at our notes. Let's start looking at this story. Let's kind of break it down and see what God wants us to say. Point one is simply this. Big problems must need big solutions, right? Right? I mean, I think that's what we're used to. I mean, when you look at the problems of our world, when you look at some of the things that we see today, we usually say if it's a big problem, it's got to have a big solution. And we usually think like that. Look at John 6, 5 through 7. It says this. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we going to buy bread for all these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he knew himself what he was going to do. Now, look at Philip's response here. This is interesting because I think that typically this is our response. He says this. Philip answered him, six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. It's interesting here that what Philip does, he sees this problem. Jesus says, hey, we want to feed these people. What are we going to do? Philip's natural response is to save money. Well, how much money is it going to cost? How much, how much, basically what Philip begins to do is he begins to look to himself and he begins to look at what he has to offer. And so he looks at it and goes, in a natural sense, we're going to have to buy bread. Now, this is the guy, remember, that has seen Jesus do miracles. He will see Jesus do more. And his natural response is to go, listen, this is a big problem. This is a big issue. What can I do to fix it? And his natural response is to go to money. His natural response is to go to things that are tangible. Things that he has or things that he needs to do things. I am so thankful. I am so grateful that God doesn't work like that. That God is not bound by those things. But in Philip's mind, he was like, this is huge. This is a problem. And what's really cool about it is Philip immediately begins to calculate exactly what it's going to cost. He says, man, listen, six months' wages wouldn't be enough. You know, sometimes that's what we do in our lives. We see these problems and we begin to calculate the cost. We begin to say, what do I have in my hand? How can I fix this? What can I do? And what's interesting here is he's talking to Jesus. Okay? Now stop there for a second. Listen, you come to me with a big problem... ...and you don't necessarily um, automatically go to a supernatural response of God. I totally get that. But he's talking to Jesus. Okay? Remember... Water, wine, deaf, can hear, blind, can see, that guy. And a lot of times we have these issues. We have these big problems in our lives and we forget who we're talking to. We forget that it isn't about the money. It's about the power of God to do something amazing. To do something big. We look at the problems of our world. And what do we usually do? I can't do it. It's too big. What can I really do? What can I accomplish? We're all that way. And it's okay. But we need to understand. And and I, I say this to us as adults, okay? We need to stop sometimes. And hear my heart here, okay? We need to stop sometimes being such an adult, Okay, Jesus said clearly, he said, the kingdom of heaven, the people in it are like children. So what's interesting here is there is a child in this story. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about the little act of a little boy. Look at John 6. In John 6, as we continue this story, it says this. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here. ...who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they amongst so many people? Okay, so I love this story. I always have loved this story. Even as a kid, I love this story. Because I can just picture this whole situation happening, okay? So here's Jesus, and he's got his disciples around him. And Jesus is sitting there going, listen, I want to feed these people. How are we going to feed them? And they begin to panic. You know, okay, the, the boss has said we got to feed the people. How do we feed the people? we got to have enough money. I don't know how we're going to do this. And then Andrew says, well, hey, listen, there's a little boy here. He's got a sack lunch. A little boy with a sack lunch. Now, what's interesting and what we sometimes don't understand is that, that John here gives us some very interesting information. Okay? He doesn't just say, if you look at the scripture, he doesn't just say he gives five loaves has five barley loaves. Now why is that important? It's important because we understand something about barley, okay? If you had a barley loaf, now let's stop here for a second and kind of back up. If you had barley, barley was something that to, them, to those people during that time, barley was just above food for the animals. OK? In fact, that's normally what the animals would eat, is they would eat the barley, okay? So the fact that this little boy has barley loaves indicates very clearly that he is not wealthy and neither is his family. Okay? I didn't want to get into the the, the original Greek and kind of go into the word, but listen. The word that John uses here, the Greek word, indicates not just fish, but very, very small fish. Okay? In fact, one of the things I read this week was it basically compared these fish to almost like a relish. Okay, I don't, I don't know how that worked, and that's what it said. And so I kind of pictured, like, like, basically, he would take these fish and kind of put them on the bread and eat them that way. So these are not big fish. These are tiny little fish. This is not a trout. I mean, this is little bluegill, okay, if that makes sense, where I'm from. You know, little fish. So he doesn't have much. All he has is that little lunch. And he comes up, and he has this little lunch. Now, what's interesting to me is this. There is a lot of people here, okay? There's 5,000-some people. Now, I want you to think about that. Now, I want you to think about the percentages of this. I have to believe that people are the same. You You know, we're not all that different. There is none of the adults that brought lunch. None of the people brought their lunch. I'll just be honest with you. I have a feeling... There were plenty of people that had some lunch, but they hid their lunch. They kind of put it under stuff and being like, I don't, I don't got no lunch. Here's this little boy. He says, I, I got something. Man, I love kids. Man, I want to be more like a kid. <laughs> and he says, I, I got a little lunch. I got a little something that I can give. I got, I got something. And what's interesting here is Andrew's response, even to this little boy's act, his response is, but what good is it going to do? What good is it going to do? It's interesting to see the contrast here between a little boy and, and, a listen here, a disciple of Jesus. The little boy said, I got it, and Jesus, you can have it. The disciple says, yeah, but what's it going to do? do? What's it going to do? What's it going to do? And here's what we have to understand. Sometimes, and I want you to get this, is these little acts that God is going to ask us to do, they're going to cost you something. Okay? Like a lot of times we don't like that. You know, we want God to do it. We want God to make it a a miracle and God to do something amazing. And we don't want it to cost us anything. Because here's the deal. To, To complete the miracle, the little boy had to give up something. The little boy had to give up and trust that he was going to be fed because that's all he had. Remember, this is a little boy that probably doesn't have a lot. Maybe this was all he had to, to eat for the whole day. It didn't make sense. But he gave. He gave of it. And he gave it to Jesus. And that's what we have to understand because as we look at number three, little acts in the hands of a big God, this is, what things can, this is when things can happen. Look at John 6, 10 through 13. It says, Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place. So they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed it to them to those who were seated also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told the disciples, gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. Think about that for a second. Little boy's lunch. Something so small. It wasn't extravagant. It wasn't, you know, Andrew didn't come up and say, well, well, we got this little boy with a steak and potatoes. He had little fish, little bread, little something. And when that is given to Jesus, when we give those things, those little acts, Jesus can do such amazing things because it doesn't depend on what we give. What we have to understand is what we give, God can take and he can multiply and do amazing things. Little things. It doesn't have to always be the big things. It can be the little things that can make such an impact on people's lives. Listen, sometimes we get so wrapped up in the big things. And sometimes we need to stop and realize that God can use those little things to make a huge impact. But if we have the attitude of Andrew, if we have the attitude of Philip, we'll miss those things. Because our our minds will tell us it won't. Do enough. It can't do enough. But it can. Because we serve a great, mighty God who can take those little things and make huge, huge impacts in people's lives. Listen, I would challenge you. I need to challenge myself. I mean, here we are. Listen, we're getting into the Thanksgiving time and Christmas time. You know, people are already kind of more in that mindset, which is great. I wish we were like that all year. But, but, but here's an opportunity. People are open to these things. These little acts of love. These little acts of concern. These little acts of giving of what you have. And when we do that, to watch what God will do with it. Man, I love to see these things. I love to see these little things that God takes and he just multiplies. And he doesn't just do a little bit. There's 12 baskets left over. Why? Why does Jesus do this? He knows how many people are there. He knows what, he knows everything. Think about that for a second. Jesus knows exactly how many people are there. He knows exactly how much, how hungry they are. He knows exactly how much they've eaten. He knows exactly the most food they've ever eaten at one time, in one place, in one sitting. He knows the last time they ate. He knows everything. But there's 12 baskets left. Listen. I love the generosity of Jesus. I love the fact, and I mean, I've heard all this, well, there's 12 baskets left. There's 12 disciples. Each disciple got to take a basket home. I don't know. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. But I love seeing Jesus in this of just saying, you know what, you give me just a little bit. I won't just do the minimum. I'll go above and beyond because that's how I work. I love that about Jesus. I love that Jesus doesn't shower with just enough grace and just enough mercy and just enough love. No, no. He envelops us. pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. Listen, when you do these little things and you're willing to give what you have, you will see God do not just the minimum, but above and beyond. Above and beyond what you could either dream, hope, or imagine. These little things, when we give them to God, God takes them and does amazing things. And the final thing I want to look at, because I think this is important, let's look at the results of a little act from a little boy. We're going to finish up in John chapter 6, again, verse 11. It says this, Then Jesus took the loaves. When he gave them thanks, he distributed them to all the who were seated, and also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up. And from the fragments of five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled 12 baskets. And this is also important. When they saw the sign that had been done, they began to say, this is indeed the prophet who's come into the world. Now, I want you to stop here, and we need to take a moment, okay? Because if we go back to, let me bring my notes down here. If we go back to the beginning of this section of scripture, okay, we see something interesting. Okay, Something happened here. If you go back and you look at um, basically the beginning, people are following Jesus. Why are they following Jesus? Why are are they there in the first place? They've seen signs that Jesus has done. Okay, They've seen some things that Jesus has done. But they're not ready to understand yet who he really is. Does that make sense? They're looking at him and they're going, okay, there's something about this guy, but they're not sure. They're, they're, they're intrigued. They're, they're going, okay, okay, I'm seeing stuff. This is pretty cool. Let's go hear what he has to say. And they're beginning to move in that direction, okay? But at the end of the story, we see something a little bit different. At the end of the story, we don't just see those individuals looking at him and going, hey, hey, listen, we're seeing miraculous signs. At this point, they begin to understand who Jesus is. And that's a big change. That's an important change because a lot of times, a lot of people in our world, they know about Jesus. They know about some of the things that that, that he has supposedly done. But they don't know who he truly is. Listen, this idea of the prophet, this comes from Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy, Moses is talking, and this is what he says in Deuteronomy 18, 15. Moses continued, because where are they getting this, this, this wording? Where are they getting this idea of the prophet? Okay? This is what it says. The Lord your God, this is Moses speaking, continued. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. Now, what you need to understand is the people at this time, most individuals, they didn't know the scriptures. They had memorized the Pentateuch. okay? Pentateuch being the first five books of the Bible. So they had memorized these things. And so they see what Jesus has done. They see that Jesus takes this little act, this little thing, and they look at this, and now they're fed. And now they see all this left over. And they go, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. This is the one that we were told was coming. I've missed that before in this story. I've kind of ended it with the loaves and and the bread and the, the baskets. But we see here something interesting. We see these individuals now recognizing Jesus as being more than just a moral teacher. More than just someone who's able to do some things. This has changed their perspective And it's changed who they understand Jesus to be. And listen, folks, living in our world today, a lot of people know about Jesus. But let's be honest, they don't necessarily understand him. And one of the things that I pray that God will do as we begin to, as individuals begin to do these little acts, is that people will come to know Jesus as he really is more than just a good moral teacher, more than just someone who taught things that that we can look at and go, boy, that's really cool, but more than that, the Son of God. Because in that moment, everything can change. Little things. Little things. If the worship team wants to come on up, we're going to close. Over the next several weeks, we're going to look at two, uh, actually this week, and then two more other stories of in Scripture, where we see individuals who were willing to do little things and how they impacted, and and it's amazing because in these stories they they are major impacts. I started with this one. I mean, this one is a big one because of what we see here, and it's not. I'm not trying to belittle it, but even in the next couple of weeks, the things that we're going to look at, I mean, these are life humanity altering situations and the people that do them the people that experience they're just such small little things you know sometimes we have to understand that we got to be like that little boy look i know in my life and i'll just speak for me there are times where i'm very much like philip There are times where I'm very much like Andrew. My attitude is, but it's so little. There's not enough money. There's not enough this. There's not enough that. There's not enough resources. And I don't think Jesus here is asking us as adults to be silly, okay? I don't think Jesus ever said, hey, be foolish but I think one thing he did tell us is to have an attitude a little like this little boy. The attitude of a child that basically says, hey, listen, if Jesus says he needs my lunch, Jesus gets my lunch. And as you look at your life this morning, I want to ask you a question. Because I think what Jesus is really asking us this morning as a, as a church is, what's your lunch? What's that thing you have that Jesus wants to take and use for his glory and his kingdom? And we'll give the excuse, oh, it's not enough. We'll give the excuse, it's not good enough, it's not big enough, it's not great enough. What good is it going to do? Look around you, Aaron. What good is it going to really do? And the answer is, in the hands of Jesus, it's going to do some amazing things. And what's awesome about this story, hear me, what's awesome about this story is we see it immediately. That little boy, he got fed too. He got fed too, and he saw all those baskets. Can you imagine that little boy when he ran home? Mom, Dad, guess what happened? What happened? I, I, you remember the lunch? Yeah, that piddly little thing, that little thing. Yeah, there were 5,000 people, and they were all hungry. And I had my lunch, and, and they called, does anybody have it? And I said, I do, I do. And as I walked up, people were like, that's not enough. That's not good enough. And I said, Jesus, here it is. And Jesus took it. And it's just just more and more and more and more. Listen, the Bible doesn't say this, but I want to believe it. Okay? Hear me here. I hope the disciples didn't get the 12 baskets. I hope they marched home with that little boy and said, here you go, Mom. Here you go, Dad. Here you go, Brother. Here you go, Sister. I hope they didn't. I hope he got at least something. Because it was his great faith that blessed thousands of people. And here's the funny thing. It didn't just bless a thousand people. It didn't just bless 5,000. It blessed every individual that's ever been touched by this story. Any pastor, any missionary, any individual. It doesn't matter who they are. That has shared this story and people have seen Jesus and understood who Jesus is. That's the legacy of that little boy. Five loaves, two fish that had literally changed the course of history and billions of people. Listen, Jesus wants your lunch, not because he wants to keep you hungry, but because he wants to bless you and possibly thousands and millions of people. You go, hair, but it's so small. It's so little, yeah. But we serve a big God who can take the little things and make them into huge things. So let's close our eyes and let's begin to pray. Father, we come to you this morning. And Jesus was so awesome is I know and believe that everyone here, metaphorically speaking, has a lunch. You have given them something so special something that maybe only they possess and Jesus we may look at it and go but it's so small I'm not good enough I I, I don't do this well enough I don't speak like this or I don't sing like that or I don't understand the Bible as much as I should We, we make all these excuses to minimize the gift that you've placed inside of us and instead Father Will you help us to have the attitude of a little boy? Not like Philip, not like Andrew, who just saw a big problem and just assumed that that only a big problem could be solved with a lot of money or a big solution. No, no, but but the the, the heart of that little boy, they said, Jesus, I don't have much. I, I don't have a lot. But Jesus, if you want my lunch, it's yours. It's yours. And then we get to sit back. And and Father, in this story, this little boy saw it immediately. And we don't always get to do that. Sometimes we give our lunch and, and it takes years to see what you do with it. Sometimes it takes a lifetime. Sometimes we don't see it on this side of eternity. But you've asked us to trust you to the point that even when we don't see it, we know that you are moving and working. So Jesus, right now, through your Holy Spirit, will you just illuminate the things in all of our lives that are basically our little lunch? And maybe we've had this lunch for a while and we've kind of grabbed a hold of it and we've kind of been selfish with it. And we've kind of been like, well, listen, I I need to make sure that I'm taken care of. I need to make sure I'm fed. You know, I got to, this is mine. This is mine. Father, would you help us to release that this morning? Will you help us to begin to unclench our fists around that little thing? Because here's the thing. Jesus, here's what we need to understand as long as that fish and that bread remain in our possession, it stays five loaves and two fish. But when we release it, when we give it to you, that's when things can multiply. That's when miracles can happen. Why maybe is it that we're not seeing the miracles that we, we, we want to see in churches around this country? Maybe it's we got too many adults who won't let go of their lunch. Maybe, maybe what the church needs, maybe what our church needs is more kids that, that have a child-like heart that basically let go of those things, give it to Jesus, and allow him to do miracles in our midst. Guys, it doesn't always need to be the big things. Sometimes it's just a kind word. Sometimes it's just a hug. Sometimes it's just paying for somebody's coffee in Starbucks. You don't know where they're at. You don't know what they need. And in those moments, Jesus made me call it, hey, listen, let go of your lunch. Let go of your lunch and let me do something amazing with it. So as individuals and as a family, let's make a commitment as we begin this series to be a people that releases those things and lets Jesus do amazing things in us and through us. Let's make that decision and let's watch God do amazing things. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you that you take the little things, the little acts and do massive things with it. We love you so much. You're so good.